0: How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusaakorie as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. One of the nature of Christ is love. There are two things on earth that is so practiced in heaven. The language in heaven is faith and the character is love. Because God called the things which be not as though they were. So God operated by faith. When Jesus cast the victory and the disciples say, Master, the victory you cast is with away. He said, Have faith in God. It means that the literal translation says have the God kind of faith. God kind of faith believes in what he said in the book of Genesis. Genesis is the handiwork of God. Revelation and Ephesians talk about the predestiny or predictions of what is about to happen. Them that he predestined, he called. So, God is an architect. The architect doesn't build, but he puts the drawing on the paper for the build that you use the drawing to build. So, God imagine how the world is going to be and in Genesis he started calling them so you see two things there. and God said and God saw and God said and God saw and God said let there be light and there was light and God said let the sea come and the sea came so in the faith operation you must say it and believe that you will see it prophet Nana Pukuk is an end time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry anchored on prayer he teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. And now, Prophet Nana sei Opoku Well, in the Torah, chapter twenty-eight, verse number thirteen, I want to talk to you about um, making a breakthrough a lifestyle. The keys to make a breakthrough become a lifestyle. Hallelujah. So there's a realm you come to that. The breakthrough becomes a lifestyle. That is how you live it. It becomes part of your life. Amen. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above and not beneath. Thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not, thou shalt not be beneath. If thou unto The commandment of the Lord thy God, which I commanded thee this day, to observe and to do them. That sounds like a breakthrough, isn't it? The agenda of the Almighty is that all his children should be overcomers and walk in a breakthrough. That is God's agenda, that all his children should be overcomers and walk in a breakthrough. Hallelujah. John chapter 16 verse 33 said, John 16 33, this thing I've spoken unto you that in me he might have peace. These things I've spoken to you that in me he might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulations but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. So all these things are things that was said by Jesus Christ that in the world, we are going to have tribulation. But they say we have to be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. Amen. So there's nothing in the world to fear if you step into faith. Whatever virus, whatever affliction, whatever thing they bring. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Amen. How many of you know that God cannot lie? So if He say he has overcome the world, truly, genuinely, He has what overcome the world. Amen. Now, um, it doesn't just (laughs) uh, work automatically. That is why when we try to teach, we try to give you keys in the kingdom. Amen. Um, We try to give you systematic keys that will help you to rise above every circumstance in your life. Amen. Number one, uh, everybody knows that in our Christian life, we go through challenges hallelujah. Um, it is emergencies that make or produces men and women who are working in breakthroughs and they are overcomers. Emergencies. Everybody say emergencies. Amen. For instance, I will give you an example. You know that when Goliath stood at the mountain and was insulting Israel, it became an emergency and nobody knows about David, nobody has said about David, nobody has had an encounter with anything about David, but the Bible said, David just appeared and when he appeared um, he said, what can be done for the one that will kill this giant, and she went and confronted the giant and killed the giant, now David became who he is because he responded to an emergency and so for you to walk in a breakthrough, don't run away from your problem, confront them because Golat was an emergency when David showed up and the emergency made David uh, a giant killer. Golat was an emergency as far as Israel was concerned. He was an emergency and David showed up. And when David showed up, he brought the head of the giant down and it announced him to his well. I pray that you will confront an emergency that will announce you to your well. Somebody say, Amen. Also, it is wars that make generals. It is wars that makes what generals you cannot say you are a general when you have never been to any war i mean by the time you call somebody a general he knows how to handle uh probably the armed force the air force the the the, the, uh, the naval base and everything a general is a general i mean how many want to become generals in the kingdom and without adversity you would never know the kind of materials you are made of without adversity you will never know the kind of spiritual materials you are made of that is why i told you that (laughs) we can only know you have faith when the enemy show up when there is no problem around your life we cannot tell whether you're a man or woman of faith we can only tell you a man or woman of faith when challenges and situations show up when things doesn't appear the time you're expecting when 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 the attack of the devil is knocking at your door and so you cannot say you are a general when you have never been to war. So, the, in, in, the, in the Christian journey, we mature by the challenges that come into our life, and that is what make you a spiritual general. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why sometimes they say that the same sun that melts in the wax also hardens the clay. The same sun when you mix uh, 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 what do we call it, cement and and and, and, and sand, and you put water inside. With time, it will harden it. So, it depends on what comes in contact with the object. The same thing that melts in the wax, it also hardens the clay. So, sometimes, uh, it is not what you are going through. What you see as a challenge may be a contact for somebody's breakthrough. I pray that nothing will overwhelm you in life. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Every failure, I wrote something here, every failure will teach you a lesson and that you will need to learn. Every failure will teach you a lesson that you will need to learn. Every failure, that's why I told you that anytime you are going through something, it is not enough to just sit down and look at what you are going through. You have to ask God, what are you teaching me out of this? What are you teaching me out of this? What are you teaching me out of the troubles and the challenges? I'm into Jesus Christ. So it's not enough to go through something. You must learn that what are you learning out of this? Mm -hmm. every failure will teach you a lesson every mistake, every failure will teach you a lesson It will present a a lesson that you will need to learn from that lesson so sometimes God permits things to come out of your way and it will, oh let me, I just want to anything that doesn't kill you will make you oh let me put this, anything that doesn't break you will make you so if you don't permit the thing to break you it will make your life better It is a choice that you have to make. Proverbs chapter number 24 verse 10 says that if thou faint in the day of adversity, it means that God is expecting an adversity to come, then thy strength is what? Very small. So if you fail in the day of adversity, then your strength is very small. It means that whatever challenge comes your way, make sure that it doesn't put you in a state of failure. It will rather make your life better. What doesn't break you will make you. Anything that doesn't break you will definitely make you. I say anything that doesn't break you will make you. What doesn't kill you will make your life better and make your life stronger. Anything that you refuse to permit the thing to kill you will make your life better and stronger. Say amen to Jesus Christ. I see the Lord making you a general in the kingdom. I say I see the Lord making you a general in the kingdom. When your spiritual temperature is high enough, it will kill every internal demon. Mm Hmm. When your spiritual temperature is higher enough. Eh, now temperature is a state where we see that your body system temperature has gone up. So when you put a thermometer there, sometimes one of the symptoms is that you, you your body is going to be very hot. Are you getting it? When your body is very hot, it must exceed a certain time. Eh? So either the temperature is normal or is abnormal. Whatever it is, there is also a spiritual temperature. Now when you are fasting and pray, you generate a spiritual temperature. When it becomes very hot, demons cannot hang in the environment, because no housefly can step on the hot food. If the food is boiling, papa, 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 pa, a foolish housefly is the only one who will try to step on it. I mean to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. It is only a mad flies that will try to step on the hot iron. It means that that fly has lost its mind. You know what I mean, so when your spiritual temperature is very high, no demon will try to hang around your life. Don't complain. Don't mama. Don't say anything. Make sure that you keep heating your spiritual temperature. The higher you go, the higher the altitude, the smaller objects become. So the tallest building on earth, when you sit in an airplane, it will still look very small. the the, the height of the building has not changed but your position has changed so when you see the devil come out against you, change the level of your attitude and when you change the level of your attitude sometimes the object looks very big and very gigantic in front of you, that is why it looks like you cannot overcome, change your temperature change your level of standing when you go up, they become very small, nothing to complain about nothing to worry about Nothing to worry about. Let me tell you something. There is no challenge that comes your way that faith cannot handle. I'll say that again. There is no challenge that comes your way. Delays in marriage, delays in husband, delays in wife, delays in childbirth. Impossibilities cannot survive around faith. Every negative situation is reversible by faith. It can be reversed. I said, every negative situation is reversible by faith. The stinking Lazarus was reversed back to life. So, develop your faith. Build your faith. Nothing will be a struggle. <laughs> Somebody sent me an interesting uh, message. He said that they just sent me an email that I am positive for covid but it does not move me. He said, thank God for preaching fear out of my heart. That one alone, it will go back to sender. No. It means that he has received the report all right. No apprehension, no trouble, no nothing. He said, thank God for preaching fear out of my life. It does not move me. According to the guy, it has rather increased his appetite. If it's not the first thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. What kill others will not kill you. You will not shake and break and run away from anything that is killing other people. Say Amen. (laughs) I came across some statement and I love it. Say that a man is not a sinner because he is a drunkard, but he's a drunkard because he's a sinner. (laughs) Do you get that? A man is not a sinner because he's a drunkard. Get it? So you are not a sinner because of the things you are doing, you are a sinner because sin is our nature until Christ comes are you getting what I'm talking about no the Adamic nature naturally lives in sin it's natural the only thing that stops you and cancels your sin is just Jesus Christ come so you are not a drunkard. Huh? a man is not a sinner because he is a drunkard, but he is a drunkard because he is a sinner so that simple means it is the sin that causes him to drink it is the nature of sin in him that causes him to drink. When you take that nature away, you stop drinking. A man is not a fornicator because he fornicates. Huh? <laughs> but he is a fornicator because he is a sinner. What is inside you will determine your actions. Nothing changes. There are certain things you cannot stop them by discipline. It will take Christ. I say it will take Jesus Christ. Amen. How many of you are happy about what Jesus Christ did for us at the cross? Mm-hmm. That is why you have to be a fighter. Be a fighter. Faith is a fight. Fighters do not give up in a hurry. If you are a fighter, you don't give up in a hurry. Fighters do not give up in a hurry. They see life as a challenge. And their desire to make it. So if you are a fighter, fighters see life as a challenge. And their desire is to make it they see life as a duty and they want to perform it they see life as an opportunity and they want to take it they see life as a journey and they want to explore it so what you see determines what you achieve do you know that the thing that has come to the world many may see covid-19 as a problem but some will see that as an opportunity and do you know those who see it as opportunity are making money out of it seriously Amen. There is always a vaccine in the venom. So a vaccine can be found in the venom. When a snake bites you, it is the same poison that they bite you. So that is why people have a problem with the vaccine, vaccine, because the vaccine comes from the same thing that is poisoning you. So there is always a vaccine in the venom. Amen. So there is a breakthrough in your challenge. It will make your life better. Hallelujah. Don't always look at it as a problem. (laughs) There is something in my house that I always say. That we don't have a problem in this and we only have a challenge. Mm -hmm. We don't have a problem. We only have a challenge. When there's a challenge, you have to meet the challenge. When there's a problem, you stand a chance of backing off. So I'll tell them, you don't have a problem. Mm Yeah? Yeah? You don't have a problem, you have a challenge. Once you see it as a problem, it will overwhelm you. See it as a challenge. That is why I said here that, Fighters see life as an opportunity and they want to take it. Fighters also see life as a journey that they want to exploit. They can also see life as a duty and they want to perform it. They see life as a duty. They want to perform it. It depends on how you see it. Let me give you. (laughs) Instructions you need. And divine, biblical, key instruction to make you live a lifestyle of breakthrough and an overcomer. Amen. Number one, you have to be a fighter. Life. So instruction to those who want to overcome and live a life of a breakthrough. Do you know that if you don't overcome, you cannot break through overcoming, huh? to overcome is one of the common language that will lead you to heaven. If you go to the book of Revelation, one of the common things is that, to him that overcomes, to him that overcomes, will I give this to him that overcomes? So you have to be an overcomer before you can even enter heaven. Amen. And I say that, instructions, biblical, divine instructions and keys that causes you to be an overcomer and may break through your style. Number one, you must have a fighting spirit. Write it down. Have what? A fighting spirit. First Timothy chapter six, verse 12. Ah, fi- have a fighting spirit. Mm, 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 mm. May you have a fighting spirit. Fight the good fight of faith. Say that with me. Fight the good fight. Lift your hand and say, I'm fighting the good fight of faith. So, faith itself is a fight. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called. Fight a good fight of faith. If you are not a fighter, you cannot be a faith giant. You don't accept no for an answer. Somebody has received a, 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 a what do we call it? A, 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 a note that you are covenantly positive, and he said, "I thank God that you have preached fear out of my heart." It means that she became a fighter of faith. Fear has gone, and the thing that should like him quiver and shake is rather celebrated. Amen. I, I say you must have a fighting spirit. Hmm. This scripture is a very important scripture. Matthew chapter 11 verse 12. It's a very important key scripture for what I'm teaching. From the days of John the Baptist until now, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. So from the day John the Baptist appeared and departed up to now, the bible said the kingdom are suffering violent and the violent take it by force so heaven is not for Bunga Bunga people no to take a breakthrough it's not for pampered abeyance, and all kinds of uh, Chibon people it's for dadimashi people oh you didn't hear what i said hallelujah I say it's for daddy-mashing people. The kingdom has suffered violent and the violent take it by force. I am not accepting no for an answer. I refuse to let this be my portion. It doesn't matter what comes and what go, hey, I must have a testimony in this matter. Amen. Fighting spirit. It is the spirit that will send a prophet to tell a king that you are dying and he say, thank you prophet, you can go and then you turn to the wall. I refuse to die. A fight is unfortunately we live in a generation of Christians who only objected to occupying conquered territory instead of fighting. We just want a con- that's how people follow people's husband. It's a conquered territory, that is why people follow people's husband. A conquered territory, I mean, they don't want to fight. People even don't want to start life with people and struggle with them, they want an already made. An already made is a sign that you don't have a fighting spirit. <laughs> Thank God for your trophy. But I'm looking for trophies that were picked from the border. Washed and decorated and put on a hill. And when anybody comes, they will not know that this thing is from the border. Is somebody hear what I'm talking about, it's another word for refuge. So it's as simple as that. You must have a fighting spirit. God promised them the promised land, but they have to fight to occupy it. I have given you a C on the Amorite and its land. Begin to possess it. Contend with them in battle. So you see, this is the bottom line. If you are not a fighter, you cannot become a winner. Have a fighting spirit. Fight that sickness out of your body. Fight that poverty out of your territory. Fight that delays in marriage. Fight. No matter what comes your whole goal, you must carry a child. You must refuse your present state. I, this is not where I'm going. Hallelujah. This is not the place of settlement. Are you getting it? fighting spirit, fighting spirit. Quitters never win and winners never quit. If you don't have a fighting spirit, you are going nowhere. Amen? You are going nowhere. Number two, form a good habit and overcome form a good habit and become a slave to them. Form a good habit and become a slave to the good habit. Form a good habit and become a slave to the good habit. habit. What is a good habit? For instance, waking up early in the morning to pray is a good habit. Early morning prayer is a good habit. Constant lifestyle of fasting and prayer is a good habit. So form a good habit. Huh? You have to form a good habit and become a slave to the good habit. I become a slave to fasting. I become a slave to prayer. I become a slave to Bible studies. It just enslave me. I can stay in the room for 40 days and not come out. And I'll just enslave myself. I have formed a good habit and a good habit has become part of my life it's as simple as that so form a good habit and become a slave to the good habit to take you very far contrary people are form a bad habit and they become slave to their bad habit it means that you are in captivity bad habit of drinking bad habit of pornography bad habit of fornication bad habit of adultery and they become slaves. But this time I'm saying that in order for you to walk in breakthrough and become an overcomer, form a good habit and become a slave to the good habits. Let it become part of your life. Amen. Mm -hmm. People can ask me that, hey, you people when you fast, don't you get tired? It's a habit. We have become slaves to that habit. And that is going to be the contact for you to become a champion. And to lead there. Hallelujah. A good habit. Form a good habit. Uh-huh. Form a good habit. Form it and become a slave to the good habit. Don't let anybody preach you out of it. Don't let anybody confuse you that you love fasting too much. Don't let anybody tell you that you pray too much. Don't let anybody tell you that, oh, why is it that like going to church too much? Thank God I'm not going to the disco too much. Thank God I'm not going to the breaking bar too much. If I love, oh, Jesus Christ. How peaceful it is that your husband is always running to church and not the discourse. Form a good habit and become a slave to them. Form it. Hallelujah. In it you practice 21 days according to psychology become part of your life. Do it. Pray. Form a good habit. Form it. Mm-hmm. I have some habit It has helped me and my household and my family. It has become a habit. Amen. We live together, we are very close. We are there. Everywhere we go, we are together. Mm-hmm. We are fine. We enjoy each other. We play when we have to pray. We 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 watch movies together if we have to. Mm-hmm. We do things together. And we learn from each other. This one we teach this. There are things that is my little girl that taught me. We learn. We humble ourselves to learn. Hallelujah. Form the habit. Put your family together. Don't raise a divided family. Put them together. Make sure your children are your friends. It will be easy for them to confide in you. When they have a challenge, they will tell you. Also, much as they are your friend, they must also know their boundaries. So form a good habit. My children love me. They are my friends. But they also know that you cannot cross a certain line. Make sure you are indeed in a contest a lot of people in the church has not formed a good habit. There are many people in the church, the kind of habit they have is not a good habit. Form a good habit and become a slave to it. One of my mentors said, many years ago, I heard him say that, out of the 24 hours, I only sleep in six hours in the 24 hours and I work the rest of the 24 hours. Then I realized that because he said that a lazy man will not produce anything out of his life. In fact, the Bible even said that the lazy person should go to the aunt and learn if you are lazy, you can be prayerful. Because prayer is work. If you are lazy, you can be a fasting giant. It's work. It's work. For you to be a faith giant, you must labor in the word. Because every faith giant is word addict. The way people are addicted to drugs, you can be addicted to God's word. You can be addicted to, uh, I mean scriptures, you can be addicted to anything that will exalt yourself. Or, uh, or build up your spirit. Anything that will exalt and build up your spirit. Form a good habit and become a slave to the habit. I mean to Jesus. I didn't hear you. Romans chapter 6 verse 16. Give it to me. Romans 6 16. Let me back it up with that scripture. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourself as servants to obey. His servant ye are to whom ye obey. Whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Watch it in the New Living Translation. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You become a slave to whatever you choose to obey. So form a good habit, become a slave to the habit. If you choose to obey alcohol, you become a slave to alcohol. Oh, Jesus Christ. If you choose to obey women, you become a slave to them. If you choose to obey the word of God, you become a slave to the word of God. All of them are habits. There are positive habits, there are negative habits. I say, form a good and become a slave to it. Paul said that. Don't you realize that you become a slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteousness. Righteousness. Does it authenticate my point? Very strong. Form a good habit and become a slave to it. According to Romans 6. This is where I deduce this point from. According to Romans 16, don't you realize, don't you realize, so you don't need advice. You have to just, you just observe your life and you will realize that there is a certain lifestyle you lead. It has become a habit and you form it. Now, every habit you don't like, you can change it. That's what it is. That is why I say anything you tolerate, you can't change. So once you are tolerating that thing, there will not be any change the day you decide I will not tolerate this sin again you have changed the destiny of that period Paul is saying that don't you realize that you become a slave of whatever you choose to you become a slave of whatever you choose to obey so whatever you choose to obey whatever you choose to say yeah let's go and change women. let's go and change women, and you obey that voice you become a slave to it Let's go and drink. Let's go and drink. You become a slave to it. This guy is tonight. This guy is tonight. Even though you have a wife, you are watching her. You become a slave to it. They give me a thousand cities to go and buy something. Let me pocket 200. You become a slave to it. It is what the Bible is saying. Your wife has You go and steal the meat. You become a slave. A woman told me his husband has been stealing all the meat from the soup. You become a slave. Don't you realize that you become a slave to whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin. Paul said you can be a slave to sin. So there are many people saying homosexuals, lesbians, they become a slave to it. Pornography. You become a slave to it. You become a slave to it. Hallelujah. You become a slave to it. Masturbation, you become a slave. You are selfish. That you are throwing away. You You see, The reason why God doesn't like, one day I'll teach you something in the book of Thessalonians and it's connected to the word sanctification to set apart. sanctification. And when you read the book of First Thessalonians and you read from chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4, Paul was connecting marriage to sanctification. He even connects sex to sanctification. What is sanctification? In the context of that script, I don't want to detour and go there but he said that sanctification is using something in its right context. Hmm? You set the thing apart and you use it in the context in which God created for it to be used. So a pen is used to write. When research uses a toothpick, you are not sanctifying the pen. I'm about to see somebody here today. So sex become perverted when you decide. So watch this. If you watch two people having sex on the screen and you decide by watching them, God sees as He sees because you are selfish. That thing that you are doing, it you supposed to enjoy it with somebody. In the context of the Bible. Does it make sense? That's what it is. That's why God doesn't accept it. God make it that Some things must be enjoyed by two people. So you marry your wife. You are having sex. Once you are using the sex in the context of the way. You are married legally. Everybody know this is your legal wife. And you are having sex with your wife. God sees it as sanctification. He said that you can become a slave to sin. Which leads to death. Or you can choose to obey God. So all of them are choices. All of them are choices. You can choose to obey God. You can decide not to do it. Form a good habit and become a slave to them. Form good habits and become a slave to them. You can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Obedient to God. I will not do it because of God. I will not touch this because of God. I will not do this because of God. One day I will show you that giving is part of worship. So it's not yet that was you. It doesn't move God. God owns your heart. If you don't have a good that you can't give to God's kingdom. So giving is part of your worship. So when Abraham was going to kill Isaac, it was part of his worship. It was part of his worship. When you come to church, you pull an offering. It's part of your worship. That is why in the old law, you cannot separate the ceremonial laws from sacrifices. Every of the ceremonial things, it goes with sacrifice. Because giving is part of your worship. Because God loves us, he gave his only begotten son. So you cannot be a giver unless you are a lover. You cannot be a giver unless you are a lover. Now let's say this. Most people who are not giving, the problem is not the money. is that they don't love. Because for God so loved the way that he gave. The greatest gift you can give to me as I'm standing here is to show me love. So, Abraham was telling God that, I don't just love you in worship. I am ready to even give the most important thing in my life to you. It was a demonstration of his worship. And that is why God way. So, a lover is a natural giver. No? If you see a man who doesn't give money to his wife, the problem is not the money, it's the love. You will give to anything you naturally love. For God so loved the word that he gave. When God loved us, he gave. So, when you love something, you give to it. No? No man will love his wife, and the wife will beg him for sex. It's not possible. I've seen women who came to me to complain and say, Daddy, for six months they have not touched me. Three months they have not touched me. Those who love their wife, the women are running away. No, you, they will not wait for you to come and beg. They are chasing you. Hallelujah. There's no God for begging. No. Once you thought you were resting from the morning, even they are coming back. So, what's the place of begging? You even be praying that God should cool them down. Now, what about the unbelievers that give? It has ulterior motive. You can only give genuinely in Christ. Anybody that gives who doesn't have Christ, he, he has an ulterior motive. There is a reason why he's giving. He has to give because of what he can get. He has to give because of whatever he's looking for. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Now, he may not tell you, but it is in his mind. It is only in Christ that you give without looking back if you come to tell me this man loves me he has taken me as his daughter and that is the one who pay my school fees he is the one who give me a lot of money and as you is he a Christian you say no where does he What does he go to church you say Buddha and he just loves you cannot be because when you see everybody walking around there is nothing good in everybody all of us sitting in church there is nothing good in us the only good thing in us is Christ That's all. So when you don't see Christ in a person, there's nothing good. What about the Christian that make a mistake and that? You see, the Christian is a it means that there are all kinds of Christians. You are not a Christian because you go to church. Going to church does not make you a Christian. You are a Christian because you lead a Christ-like life. You are striving to live like Jesus Christ. You have the portrait and the lifestyle of Jesus Christ. You live according to Jesus. You don't have resentment. You don't have bitterness. You are not in anger with anybody. You are, so when there is challenge, you ask yourself, if it is Jesus, how will he handle it? I was teaching my family a lesson. And my daughter asked a question. I said, I said how do we live and become like Christ? I said, in every decision you make, ask yourself if it is Jesus, how will he make it? Okay. Jesus said, somebody slap you, turn the other side. So if you walk somebody slap you, one, you have to ask yourself. Now, if your wife says something you don't like, you have every right to reply or deal with her. But you have to ask yourself, if it's Jesus, how will he handle it? If you put yourself in that context, you will eradicate a lot of errors in your life. Because Jesus loved and loved until he loved those who were crucifying him. They were kneeling the nails on his hand. He prayed that the father should forgive them. Maybe the father might have asked Jesus, why should I forgive these wicked people? It might be possible that by word of knowledge or by Jesus opening his eye into the spirit, he saw that maybe the father was going to strike them. Because if there was nothing harmful that is going to happen to them, Jesus would not have prayed that God should forgive them. There was something waiting for their future or their present. So he asked the father forgive them and maybe God might have Jesus. Why should I forgive these wicked soldiers who have drink and nailing you, my only son? He said, Because they don't know what they are doing. That is why I came with a verdict that you must always have a reason to forgive. If you don't have a reason, you can never forgive. Why should I forgive this guy who me and him, I took care of him, I supported him at school, he has completed school, now he's working. We are supposed to marry. He said, He doesn't love me again. Why should I forgive him? Because he doesn't know what he's doing, and number two, maybe you were in his life not as a husband but as a supporter. Now, that seed you have sown in his life, you may reap it from another side. Vengeance is of the Lord; I will repay says the Lord. So it is dangerous for you to release vengeance yourself. Leave it for God. In the kingdom, eh, you may not work as a teacher and get your pay for education service. In the kingdom, you can work as a teacher and get your pay for ministry of health. What do you mean by that? Some of the greatest people who have blessed me, they are not even in my church. So, don't do good to people and expect a reward from them. I want to take it higher, can I? Don't raise your children and expect them to come and take care of you. That's right. <laughs> it has led to a lot of witchcraft. Show myself if Why do you want to lose your teeth before you die? That's when they say it in my home must say two. Why do you want to lose your teeth? The Bible context is saying that a good man, a righteous man, the one who has served God will live inheritance for his children. Children, I am not taking care of my children for them to take come and take care of me. I am believing God will live inheritance for my grandchildren. You can only do that in the context of obeying God's word. Have a fighting spirit, have a fighting spirit. It's one thing to be a fighter. It's one thing to have a fighting spirit. Because you may be a fighter in the physical. You don't have a spiritual, the nature of fighting a spiritual battle. Because the fight I'm talking about is not a physical one. Number three. You must have a love of God in your heart. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse number eight. Give me the New King James Version. Love never fails. Verse four. Verse four. Verse four. Love suffers long. It's kind. Love does not envy. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, it is not puff up. It does not behave rudely. does not seek its own. It is not provoke. Things no evil. Come back to verse 4. Give me the NIV verse. Love is patient, it is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. So when you are doing all these things you don't have love. Love is not flowers. Mhm. Love. some of the girls eh, when you give them flower they can't sleep it is not hallelujah love is not flowers a man can give you flower it doesn't mean he love you check this attitude in a man it is not rude if somebody is rude he doesn't have love it is not self-seeking this is a problem of this generation selfishness and self-centeredness it's about me 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 it's a reason for a lot of divorce you remember what I told you there's a key that makes marriage work Number one, there is a cycle. The cycle is love and submission. Husband, love your wife. Love, wife, submit to your husband. When that cycle breaks, you don't have marriage. Number two, there is another one too. The husband is living his life to please a wife. The wife is living the life to please a husband. You have heaven on earth. It means that my whole life I'm living, it is your happiness. That is my duty and it's my assignment. I came to marry you to make sure that you are at peace. You are living at peace, and so when we are traveling and we come to the airport and they say we can only take one bag, no, let your brother go and let my own stay. Mm -hmm. Because Africa, man, we can become like caterpillars. We 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 we, we, we take off and we land. Aircraft. We take off, we land. We take off, we land. Romance is not in our vocabulary. If you go and talk it, you are in trouble. Altars. When we are preaching, people don't understand. They surrender runners. Now they move from analog to digital. They are there. There are a lot of fetish priests around wearing suit. A lot. They have idol under their bed. They have all kinds of things under their bed. When Rachel stole his father's ghost, it is the gods that make enchantment for labor. He was walking with a covenant man with gods under his tent. Don't just go and marry a man or a woman. And just think that. If he say, as for him, he serve God in his heart. And just think that everything is okay. There might be ghosts in your house. That you are not aware. That is why some people, we find it difficult to pray for them to be born again. They are holding on to things. Amen. The prayer must be intense. Mm-hmm. It must be. Love is not rude. It is not self-seeking it does not easily, it's not easily angered. It, it, it can get angry but not easily. Not easily angered. So, by the time you say you are angry with your wife, then it means that it has crossed a certain bar. Even that one, you are right to become angry. You know, anger is not a sin because God gets angry. It is the action after the anger that makes you see. That's why the Bible says, be angry and see not. Very close. It's like say petrol and fire, make sure they don't come together. It keeps no records of wrongs. Do people keep records of wrongs in their marriage? Plenty. They will say it, but it's in their heart. They will say it. Do people keep records of wrongs in their church? Plenty. She will refer it right now. Plenty. And it's making them work in bondage. It's making them work in poverty. Sure. One of the blessed people are people who can easily forget. They can easily forgive and forget. They will forgive and they will not keep the record. It just goes up easily. Amen. If you are that person that easily keep things in your heart, it locks after your blessing. Verse number five, it is not rude. Says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. When things happen to people, that is not delightable. You don't rejoice. This is what the Bible says, anyone who hates his brother is a medra. You are not killing with a gun, you are killing with your mind. Because the thing God doesn't like hatred is that. If God's love hates my Mickey, then when you hear something bad about him, you will rejoice in your heart. You may not say it, but you will rejoice. Hmm? Oh, yes. So, walk in the mind that nobody. This is what makes David a exceptional. Saul was looking for him to kill him, but he loved Saul so much that if he had an opportunity, he preserved him. That is why God says, he's a man after my heart. David might be a womanizer. David might have all the weakness, but there's something about his heart that makes him a- a exceptional. Even the person that kills or he kills him. He said, Are you not afraid to turn the Lord's anointing? He kills him. All these things are the state of the heart. You cannot help a man whose heart is wrong. You cannot preach and change a person whose heart is wrong. No matter what you preach, it will not even sink. It's not every word of God that falls on good soil. Not everybody listening to me is going to get blessed unless they decide that their heart is a good soil. Some of the seed fell on the wayside. Some fell on the rocky ground. Some also fell on the good soil. What is the rocky ground soil? It will still germinate. It will still grow. But it does not have root to go down. Because you must take root downwards to bear fruit apples. Wayside. It grows all right. But because people start in there, they trample on it. Good soil. It produced 130 and 64. Now, this is it. God holds the sower to no account. Rather than preaching the word, the responsibility is on you. Or oh, the sower will be judged by not going to sow. But when the sower sow it, you must determine the nature of your heart as a land. Whether you are rocky soil, whether you are towns, whether you are wayside, or you are a good soil. A fertile land. So, you have to, so when I finish preaching the word, the practicing is a responsibility on you. Oh, they saw what they did it to show the word. Those who take the faith word, I'm preaching. Coronavirus, they have been tested. They are no move because listen now, nobody will go to hospital and they test you positive for malaria and you'll be afraid to die. No, it's the same way. It's the same way. What has made the difference between those who don't fear malaria and those who fear mal- who fear coronavirus Coronavirus is a sickness malaria is a sickness hypertension is a sickness diabetes is a sickness in the realms of the spirit there is a demon behind all of them but men has classified that one is a killer and one is not a killer So it is fear preaching that has made the coronavirus become a threat He himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness Wounded for our transgression. Bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace upon him. By his One of the major scripture to conquer sicknesses. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. What is the curse of the law? Spiritual death, sickness and poverty. So when you go and read Deuteronomy chapter 20, he classify all of them. He talk about the blessing and he talk about the curses. Now curses don't go anywhere. They are already around. They are all around. You just go and put your head into it. That is why there is no curse without the cause. So, something brought the curse. When you weed the back of your house and you don't plant anything, something will grow naturally. You didn't invite that in. Now, when you read your background and you see weeds grow at the background, it shows you that curse exists. Do you know that darkness is around? The reason you don't see it is because of the light. If light goes out, darkness will have a field day. In appearance of light, the darkness might disappear. But darkness doesn't go anywhere. It only it gets only conquered by light. In him was light. And the life was the light of man. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it. So darkness can comprehend, but not light. It can boast, it can face everything, but when you see light, it run away. So anytime you see darkness, bring light. That's all. Sickness is darkness. Coronavirus is darkness. Poverty is darkness. Just get the light. Just get the light. There is a connection with light and truth. In him was light. And the life was the light of man. And the light shined in darkness. And the darkness saluted. That is the true light that lighted every man that came to this world. If you continue in my way. Then are you my disciples in this. Then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If you continue in my word, remember, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made by the word. And without the word, not so anything made, that was made. In the word is life, and the life is the light of man. In the word of God is life, and the life is the light of man. So when you encounter the word, you encounter life. And when you encounter life, it leads you to light. And once you get to light, darkness disappears. And that light shined in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it know Why? Because that is the true light that lighted every man that came to this world. Coronavirus in itself may not be a threat, but man has made it a threat. It can only become a threat to all of us who doesn't have light. Because there is no darkness, light cannot stop. I don't care how thin the darkness is. When light appears, the darkness will leave. Spirit, you just have to get to your bedroom at around 9 o'clock and press uh, a switch. Where did the darkness pass? If you put the switch off, the darkness will still come. So darkness don't move, it is there. Darkness don't go anywhere, it is there. When God saw darkness, he commanded light. Let there be light. He didn't say darkness, go away, because you can't move darkness. You can only command light. Oh Jesus, I'm preaching. You can only command light to overcome darkness. It cannot; it has nowhere going. There's no another place it can go and stay. When you see darkness, bring light. The curse of the law is sickness, spiritual death, and poverty. So, when Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, that is why the church must not be apologetic about our prosperity. Yes, we must prosper and not apologize to any unbeliever. If you don't have management for your life, God can never bless you. God will never bless a man who lives in prodigality. That prodigal son, the name prodigal means a waster, somebody who wastes so if you are living in prodigality you can never prosper waste that is why Jesus first 5,000 people and seek all the fragments heaven doesn't like waste everybody is satisfied let's throw them away no 12 baskets every disciple take one don't throw food away no you don't cook more than is expected you don't waste money you don't throw things away you don't destroy a dress because you don't like it think about somebody I keep all old dresses good because it might be a blessing to somebody. When I had opportunity, I blessed somebody with it. Because what is old to you can be new to somebody. Mm. If your old car is dirty, God will never give you a new one. Never. You must be overqualified in your present state before you can get to the next level. No. If God has given you a car, you are not taking good care of it. He can't give you a better one. Heaven works with order. If you have cooked, and as a woman, a, 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 a married woman, and for three days you have not washed the dishes, God can never bless you with a better house. I can bring you three days and it's, it's, it's generating a gas. Love always protects its trust. It always hopes. It always preserves. Preserves. It's your fiance preserving you. It's your fiance preserving you. Love preserves. If you love a woman, you preserve her. You don't want to marry in guilt. As I see what? Fertilize a woman in house. And after that, he drops you. That's what you are not preserving it. You have with the land. No manure can even change the the nature of the land. Yeah. Amen. One day I was canceling a couple of young people that have gone today. The the guy, the guy came and said, I'm so disappointed. I'm not good. Why is it I don't want to marry again? Because she's not a virgin. I said, Are you a virgin? I asked her, I said, how many women are Have you slept it? up to the age of 20, he was about 32 or that, 31 going to 32. He said, he has slept with a serving woman. I asked the girl, how many men has you slept with? He said, just one. Even that one, he forced me. And he has slept with a serving woman but he's looking for a virgin. A spirit of murder came upon me but I bind it. You are broken somebody's virginity but you want a virgin to marry. Who should go and marry the one that you break it? Everybody has a past. Whether your past is good or bad, forget it. I wrote a point here. The past is the greatest enemy to the future. That is why I told you that. Yesterday is a grief. Tomorrow is a womb. Today is the greatest gift you have. Anybody living in yesterday is living in a grief. If you can always bring people's past, you are in a grief. Even God. He said, remember not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. I will do a new thing. Even God doesn't go to the past. Some, some guys, bomb boy guys are coaching with women. All they want to know is their past. What do you need it for? How many guy, boyfriend have you had? How many have you slept with? How many have you tied? What do you need it for? You are just trying to get that information to justify your righteousness, self-righteousness. And to use it as a weapon. When any guy want to dig your past, he's not your right husband. You cannot give what you don't have. And don't expect things from people that you have not paid for. This is my beef. Love never fails. So when we fail, we are not in love. Every failure can be connected to a life outside of love. You fail because maybe you are not forgiving somebody. You are not in love. You are resentful, you are not in love. You were offended. There is another message I have not preached for long time, that is the power of offense. It is the fastest way to disconnect you from a covenant relationship. Let me get this thing clear. Every relationship will be tested. Boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, pastor, congregation, senior pastor, associate pastor. There is no relationship that cannot go through a test. It doesn't get tested for separation; It must get tested for reinforcement. It means that when you and your wife fight, it does not mean you should divorce. Let the test rather reinforce the relationship. A general is the one that has escaped death in a battle. A driver is the one that has saved an accident situation. A good pilot is the one that has gone through turbulence and landed aircraft. So a good marriage is the one that has gone through crisis but it's still standing. A good relationship is the one that they have interferences. This one doesn't understand this one but when you meet them externally you cannot tell. And they've learned out of their weaknesses. This generation lacks knowledge. We lack a lot. Every failure can be connected to lack of love. Offense. It has made people separate themselves from covenant relationship in pride and their suffering. I am not saying don't go anywhere. But make sure you don't disconnect yourself from where God has connected you. Because when you go, you are on your own. That's it. One of the stupid guys in the Bible and the greatest mistake he made is called Lot. His blessing was not his own hard work. It was connected to the covenant man Abraham. If Lot realized it, she should never be in his vocabulary, that I'm going to disconnect myself from Abraham. People make stupid mistakes in the Bible. I have made stupid mistakes. You have made stupid mistakes. So mistakes can be avoided. That decision that Abraham came and said, the land is too big, choose one side. It was a mistake that Lord accepted it. And that's why I love the smart guy. He is an apartment man, but he's smart. His name is Laban. He said, no, listen. I know the state of my life before you came here. And since you came to live with me, I've seen it. He said, I've learned by experience that whatever I have, it's not my hard working. There is something following you that is breaking some things into this house. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is why when Jacob ran away, he chased him. If he asked his way, he could have brought him back. Because the problem is not Joseph leaving. When Jacob was going, Laban knew his blessing is gone. He knew it. He even wanted to kill him. I better kill this guy than mixing this blessing. Jesus Christ, if God didn't meet him, you could have killed him. He said, It is in the power of my hand to do you harm, but the God of your fathers met me. You can live, but make sure where you are living is not established by God, you are free. But if it's established by God, you are in trouble. How do I know that between you and your God? What did God told you first before you came to connect to that relationship? Anytime you meet the storm, go back to the first message. We are going to the other side. He didn't say we are going to drown. So stay with that message. Stay with that word. No matter the storm, Jesus said, Let us go to the other side. He didn't say let us go and drown. So once we are going to the other side, that is the word of God for you. The storm, the waves. The, 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 the tsunami and the hurricane must not threaten you because I believe what God has said. Apostle Paul said that the angel of the God, whom I said and whom I stand, stood by me and said, No life will be lost. And he believed it. He said, I believe him, even as it was told me. I believe. The storms were there, the ship never got repaired, they have to even swim on board everything looked like there was a death, but the Bible said by the time they go to the island, even those who didn't know swimming, they didn't die. So it means that if, if you don't know swimming because of the word of God, the sea cannot drown you. Right. The word of God that has been spoken prophetically, even if you don't know swimming, it must suspend you in the sea and bring you to the shore. Don't disconnect yourself. It's not every marriage you divorce. It may look very turbulent in the, in the, in the initial stages. Sometimes the devil doesn't fight him that doesn't have a future. So don't conclude that because you don't have you are not compatible. You are not made by God. That thing is temporal. With time, you'll get to cruising level. When an aircraft takes off it takes up making sure that you are on your seat belt and it's fighting gravity but there is a realm of cruising level you can be moving in the plane you can play table tennis you can do everything i've seen plays that inside they, they have all kinds of things there but when it is taking off you cannot operate those things because when aircraft is off, there is a battle between the law of aerodynamics and the law of gravity and one must overcome one. Every time, the law of aerodynamics or the law of lift will overcome the law of gravity. But there will still be a struggle. That is why when we sit in a plane and take off, even the engine sound keep changing. When you get to cruising level, it's that else. Marriage can be that. It is so easy to pick a lady from Damango and pick another one from Goma, Jama and put them together. Different environment, different parents, different lifestyle, different food, different friends, and you are now coming together. Some people have grace. Some people have grace. The the emerging can be very smooth. It's not every election that is smooth. That's right. At the end of the day, somebody must win. Some of them can be peaceful, some of them can be tabulated. It's like marriage. Some people's marriage, it goes through very smooth waters. Some of them too. It start with turbulence and it gets stabilized. Bam! All this, we go for I'm going. is immaturity. Wherever you go, you can't survive. Wherever you go, a demon you don't conquer today, you meet him tomorrow. God will never cancel your test. If you run away from here, to face you here. Eh? Nobody jump from class one to class two without a test. So you cannot go by the back door. I am the sheep and I'm the main gate. If anybody go by another he's a thief and a robber. So there is one door to it. You must be tested. You got to be tested. It is immaturity. It is bon boy. And they have no future in the kingdom. God can use them. Are you getting what I'm talking about? God wants to use people who can sit down and deal with issues. Come and let us reason together. So your marriage is not made for separation. And let me warn you, no temperament is wrong. So there are some that talk, there are some that are quiet. There's nothing wrong with the one that talks. And there's nothing wrong with the one that's quiet. Only the temperament must be, it must line up with the word of God. But you cannot say because you are quiet and somebody talk, there's something wrong with the person. Yes, no? One of the greatest challenges we are facing in our generation is that people want people to become like them. Mm. People are marrying to change their partner. I married my wife and God told me, don't marry to change your partner. You accept them the way they are. No? So, I don't have anything checking that. Why is she not doing here? Do, the things I need to encourage, I encourage her. If he does it, by grace, fact. If he doesn't, we continue. Don't marry the way others are married. Let your own be the pattern according to God's word. Listen to the things I'm preaching to you. It has worked, so if you follow it, to work. Don't go by the pattern of others, go according to the leadings of the Spirit. There are diversities of gifts by the same spirit. The kingdom, it has not changed from the Old Testament to the churches. It's from the 12 tribes of Israel. There is a way the tribe of Ruben dress. It's different from the tribe of Judah. It's different from the tribe of Issachar. If the tribe of Ruben tries to be the tribe of Issachar, they will lose their quality and they will lose their what? Their uniqueness. So the way we do our things, we start hayebe, hayebe, hayebe. This is the food we are serving. I don't go to this restaurant Because they look like this restaurant. There's a difference between going to Kimpisky and Chinese restaurant. I go to Chinese restaurant because I want Chinese food. Somebody come to Portals because there is something Portals serve. There is something we are serving that another church is not serving. There is something another church is serving that we are not serving. And if you are connected to what we are serving, and that is all you need, God will bring you here. I I see you living a lifestyle of breakthrough. It can be your lifestyle breakthrough can be your lifestyle do you know something god never create a useless person everybody has something they can do love never fails but where there is prophecies they will cease where there is tongues, they will be still where there is knowledge it will pass away for we know in part and we prophesy in part when there is tongues, they will cease love, love never fails Write this one down. You must persist until you succeed. You should not give up in hurry. Don't be in hurry to give up. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 16. You should persist until you do what? Until you succeed. Who settle for the status quo. You must persist until you succeed. You should never be in hurry to give up. For the just man falleth how many times? And do what? Not that they raise you nobody anybody came to raise him he himself rises up first anniversary of falling second anniversary of falling third anniversary of falling fourth anniversary of falling each one of them he rises up you have fallen just once and you have remained there that is what i say anything that don't break you will make you anything that don't kill you will make you stronger you must persist until you succeed If you are chasing again, you say no, keep on going. Ah, Keep on going. Go to his house, buy fried rice, buy chomba, buy all kinds of things. Go there. The next day, you buy ice cream, frankies. Then you keep going there. You keep going there. When you go, he's going to fetch water to Babsi. I'll fetch it for you. One of the things you can kill a woman with is to show care. You will kill a woman with care. All the people that their wife is not cooking good food for them, they don't care. Mm. Don't give up. Don't be in a hurry to give up. People give up in the kingdom too quick. You are trusting God for this. They you pray for you, it didn't work, so you give up. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Don't yield it. Amen. Pay all the price. Don't come to the place and give up. Amen. Amen. If you are looking for a child, don't give up until you are 91. Because the standard in the Bible is 90. Even Zacharias' wife of there, he was well stricken in years. I just said in Nigeria, the 63 years woman gave birth to twins. At 63, 3 didn't give up. brought the pictures there. Just say the Ghanians, passivity life, lack of action. Huh? May the Lord put an aggression in your spirit. The kingdom suffered violent and the violent taken by force. This one, I don't know whether it's a point. You must see your uniqueness. See it. You are unique. Look at somebody and tell the person you are unique. Do you know what makes you unique? Because of Nobody Nobody's like you. Nobody. They can never be too Mickey. They can never be too quamy. They can never be too gossy. Can I tell you this? They can never be another Nana another. The way I preach. The way my lifestyle. The way I am. You can never be like me. Just walk with the mind that I am unique. Don't let anybody put you down. You are unique in your own right. No. One lady told you you are not a handsome man, so you are angry. You are not made for her. No, you are not made for her. If you meet the one you are made for, ah, you wake up at midnight and see you slowly and say glory to God. Your uniqueness. First picture two, nine. But here, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Look at your description. A holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness unto his marvelous light. So when you are going, you are radiating God's praises in the eyes of people. I don't want to be like anybody. Your uniqueness unique. See your husband in his uniqueness. See your wife in his uniqueness. Just see your husband that there's nobody like him. See your wife that there's nobody. Some people, all they're doing is to compare. I wish my husband is tall like Martin. Can everybody be like him? There is advantage in everything. God has a reason for making you the way he has making you. You are unique in yourself. Amen. I'm telling you. No matter how short you are, you will get a woman to marry. Ah. Every woman loves a tall man. Some people they like very short man. Not every woman loves a handsome man. As far as I'm concerned, man must not be handsome. It's a lot of problem. Man must be ugly and fearful. Let me read this one in the New Living Translation. But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people, you are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession as a result. You can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness onto his wonderful light. You, it's better to shout amen for this one. The certain is that you don't know who you are. You are fair. You are very unique. Let's see the way the Americans wrote it in the message bible. But you are the ones chosen by God. Chosen for a high calling of priestly work. Chosen to be a holy people. God's instrument to do his work and speak out for him. To tell others of the night and the day difference he made for you. May your prosperity announce God's glory. Our poverty does not announce God's glory. There is a place of your Christian working. People must look at you and say, Glory be to Jesus. Drive a nice car. Glorious family. Father, let me give you this. You must refuse to live in yesterday. Powerful. You must refuse to live in yesterday. Philippians chapter 3 verse 30. Brethren, I count not myself to have been apprehended. Ah. This is one of the powerful books Paul wrote, Philippians. But this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind me, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Verse fourteen says, "I pressed over the mark for the price of a high calling." You must refuse to live in yesterday because yesterday is a tomb. Don't let anybody deal with you about your past. It's a no-go area. Whether your past is good or bad, forget it. If you read Genesis to Revelation, God has never used perfect people. Don't live in yesterday. Amen. The righteous for it seven times. Whatever happened to you, that people are trying to use a thing against you. Ah, congratulate yourself. You are not the first, you will not be the last. Other people will do it after you. Have you fornicated before? Congratulations. Pick up yourself back. Take righteousness and continue. If the first marriage didn't work, it's not your fault. The guy is a bad guy, the woman is a bad woman. Pick up yourself and continue. Amen. I've seen people who lost a marriage and they've entered marriage and they are enjoying it big time. Don't let anybody shut your destiny down. I say nobody is qualified to shut your destiny down. Are you getting it? Nobody, because the way they treated you, you have shut your destiny down, open it up. Another one is coming. He will carry you to bed. You will enjoy marriage. Nobody is qualified to let you live in yesterday. That's one thing I do. Forgotten those things which are behind me. It means I have things I'm supposed to remember, but I refuse to remember. I press towards the mark. If Paul put things in yesterday and didn't bring in the future, you are not qualified to do it. Do you know the man that is talking, they beat him three times. Three times, shipwreck. Hey! Paul, they stone him. All these things he said he's forgotten. In fact, Bible history believed that Paul used to have a wife. Because when you converted from Judaism as a Pharisee and became Christian, automatically your wife must leave you. So, the way he wrote about marriage, people said that you can't write about marriage like that if you have never married before. That's one thing I do. Forgotten those things which are behind me. A lot of you are living in behind. You are living in the past. Let me tell you something. Do you know it is easy for God to forgive you? But it is difficult to forgive yourself. Most of the sins that you keep repeating, Lord, forgive me. It is not God. It is you who have not forgiven yourself. The thing man is struggling is forgiving yourself of your past mistake. If you can do that, you can be an instrument for God to use. It is all over the Bible. Those who forgive themselves. Peter swear, I don't know him. They say, yes, i show you. You are a like Galilean. Even your accent betray you. He say, hey, I don't know this, man. I've never seen him in life. Three years of walking. Peter denied Jesus three times. When he came back and forgave himself and put back in apostolic team, his first sermon, you that denied the son of God, if you have not forgiven your past, you cannot judge people of that same situation. Forgive yourself. I've seen people come to the church. I wish I have never committed abortion. You are not the first. You will not be the last. Right and preaching. Somebody is doing it. So abortion. Hello. People commit murder. David Debs, they, they killed physically. They took people's wife and killed them. They still were covenant people. Hello. It's not a license for you to go and do it. I am talking about those who have done it and they are still living in the past. Come out of yourself. Shake off the water like the dark shake off water out of his body and move on. I count not myself to be apprehended. Look let's read it in the new living translation and look at it, the way it says this. No dear brothers and sisters I have not achieved it but I focus on this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. If you cannot come under this scripture you you have no future. Forget about the past. Past disappointment. Past, as long as you're a human being, people will disappoint you. People will maltreat you. People may not treat you the way you expected. Sometimes you don't go the way you expected. Many are the plans in the man's heart. It is the purpose of God that prevails. Yeah? Even by 31st December, nobody knew that we'll be in covenant Our year of uncommon testimony, do you know the testimony that you didn't die. Cannot say that we don't have uncommon testimony. What has happened to others? All the potarians are contacted covenantly, they have recovered. All of them. There was one that went into coma, he came back to life. I see you making it. I say, I see you making it. Don't don't live in the past. Message Bible. Don't live in the past. Don't do what live in the past. Come out of the past. Amen. Ah, friends, don't get me wrong. This is an American English. Huh? Huh? By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I have got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us on to Jesus Christ. Amen. This is it. This leads me to my last point master your emotions. I told you this after some people cry on everything when there's traffic they cry when their light go off they cry when their their credits finish they cry everything they cry master your emotions proverbs chapter 15 and verse number 32 he that refuseth instruction despises despise his own soul but he that hear the reproof get it understanding Master your emotions, master it. Don't just get offended. Run away. A little test relationship. You have run away. You have you have you are forgotten everything? Those things make you forget. And it's dangerous to forget. People have helped you to come to the place where you are, you forget about it. Amen. Lord forgotten. Abraham passed through the family house and pick him Look at the separation, of the things he brought. She went to stay in Sodom. Sodom was the most terrible nation that God rain brimstone. If a people that are going to hell, they put them in hell. This is why hell came there. The way rain came down, the one that would rain was fire. In the center of this one, homosexuality. His wife got so used to that thing that when he was living that atmosphere, that was pain He turned and became a pillar of salt. One day, he has lost his country, lost his property, lost all his investment. His wife became a pillar of soil. His daughters raped him. When you get out of the will of God, everything becomes a struggle. All this will not happen one day. You see it unfolding. Don't plug yourself out of a covenant relationship. Jonathan has no business dying with his father because God has clicked your heart with David. Jonathan himself professor, You will be the president and I will be your vice. How did you win there? Saw suicide and Jonathan's judgment. So Saul committing his suicide. Allow his son Jonathan to die. No, don't, don't just stay in a place. You know the place is dead. You know that there's no light there. But because your grandmother used to go there, you are still going there. What is the business with Jonathan? Dying with his father. Supposed to stay with David. All the blessing and the booty that must be enjoyed by Jonathan went to the crippled Mephibosheth. If you die, then somebody that will enjoy the blessing. Master your emotions. Don't be watching young girls. Master your emotions. It takes a mastery on emotions to live with one woman for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years till death and Jesus Christ comes are have master. Apostle Paul said all things are permissible. Not all of them are beneficial. Don't we qualify to take a woman as a wife? Paul said those things in the Bible. But we have mastered our emotions. Do you know how Paul didn't marry? He didn't want to trouble his wife. His lifestyle will not help a woman. The next time he's in shipwreck, the next time 31 lashes. I don't want to trouble a woman. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Dedicated the soul, spirit for the word of God, and work very hard for the kingdom. This is keys to live a lifestyle of being an overcomer and a lifestyle of breakthroughs. Develop a fighting spirit. Do you remember? That is number one. Form a good habit and become a slave to the habit. A good habit of prayer. A good habit of fasting. A good because people have become a. People have formed a bad habit and they become slaves to their bad habit. Drunkenness, smoking, fornication, adultery, stealing, but here my point is that form a good habit and all of them are scriptures. I love the Romans 6, 16. Amen. Have the love of God in the New Living Translation. This is the scripture that makes you form a good habit. Don't you realize that you become a slave to whatever you choose to obey, you can be a slave to sin. So you have formed a bad habit of sin and you become a slave to it. You can become a slave to sin, which leads to what? Death. Do you remember where this scripture is coming from? The wages of sin is what? Death. But the free gift of God is eternal life. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to what? Righteous living. Form a good habit and become a slave to the good habit. Form a good habit and become a slave to the habit of prayer. Habit of fasting. Steady your word. Loving people. Living a righteous life. Free heart. Laughing no resentment, no unforgiveness, no bitterness. You are just walking around and see a glorious future. Amen. Have the love of God in your heart. Persist until you succeed. Don't be in a hurry to give up. Persist until you succeed. You must see your uniqueness that you are unique. You are special. You are a royal priest. You are a peculiar person oh Jesus Christ you must refuse to live in yesterday because yesterday is a tomb add it to it again yesterday is a tomb tomorrow is a womb today is the greatest gift God has given to you enjoy it don't think about what you are going to eat and drink don't be a lesbian master your emotions don't be a gay master your emotions don't be a slave to sin be a slave to good habit. lift your two hands and pray in the spirit for two minutes God bless you for listening I hope you enjoyed this message For further inquiries Contact the World Prayer Center PO Box GP 21421 Accra Or telephone 233 303 Or plus two three 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 zero three four one three seven zero five. 303 413 705 Email us on info at wpcministries.org Or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org